0: board game man with this week's top five express board games edition each episode i'm gonna give you a topic for the list and give you my picks for the top five games that fit that topic today i want to talk about my top five games that you've never heard of that i actually love as usual i'm gonna cheat because i have 10 or more including some of those honorable mentions that i always have And I'll get to those in a minute. Now, of course, I know there are tons of listeners and spoilerites who have played a ton of games, so I apologize ahead of time for grouping everyone in together and saying you have never heard of these games. Of course, you probably have, but this this list is where games that are all kind of under the radar for one reason or the other, maybe they've been out a long, long time with no reprint, and maybe they had a Kickstarter run and then not much else, or maybe not enough press came out for them. So it also kind of means that you likely might not be able to find these anywhere is that if you want to find or buy these games, you might want to do some Google foo or look on the BGG marketplace, uh, or even put up that you'd want to trade for these games kind of on your BGG. Uh, you can do that in a game for BGG and people will often that want to trade will can find it. Anyway, you can always find people looking to trade or sell their games. You never know what you might actually find out there. So here comes my honorable mentions. Now, these are only honorable mentions because, they like the normally, uh, they either miss the cut or, like a fir- like the first few that I've talked about and a lot of these other ones there- that I'm going to talk about are, they're unsung gems. Uh, and, it, you know, they might ring a bell that because I- I've talked about these enough. So, again, they, they kind of miss the cut because I've probably talked about them, so I kind of figure you may have heard of these because I usually you know, kind of gush about a lot of these. So you probably heard me talk about it. That's why I didn't put them on the main list of here. So this first one's a perfect example. So Legends of Void. This is one of my favorite games of last year. So you probably heard me gushing about it quite a bit. And I I might've even put it in my actual top five here on uh Top 5 Express. Uh, but this would be number one on this list. But I'm going to assume that you've probably heard me talk about it uh, as much as I can. So Legends of Void, again, came out last year. One to four players from Toyed Games in place. It's about two to three hours, and I play this one solo. You can play it. It's a co-op game. It's very much a fantasy theme, almost has a feel of a kind of a dungeon crawl, but what it is is you're trying to take care of the three big bads that are out in the world. And is again, co-op with other people. You have a main faction, and you've also kind of got a, uh, you know, uh, who you are and the faction you belong to. So you have a couple of powers there. Now you're kind of moving around, putting cards into play into your tableau, and then trying to do damage or build different things up in the world. This really, the, the reason why I love this so much is it's pretty much. Like the fantasy co-op Terraforming Mars is very heavily influenced and the designers have said that. And if you know how to play Terraforming Mars, you will probably be able to figure out how to play this one a little quicker than other people just because of the way it feels where you have to have certain amount of tags to be able to do things and kind of the way things trigger. And even the card layout looks a lot like Terraforming Mars. This game is absolutely amazing and I think everyone should check it out. That's Legends of Void. My next honorable mention is Tales of Glory. This is one that came out a few years ago. I believe this one is uh 2018. It's for 2 to 5 players. Plays it about it's it's kind of about a 1 hour wonder uh it's a really good game from on it's just drafting drafting and more drafting basically you're drafting these kind of tiles and building a little dungeon in front of you now you're going to be fighting monsters everybody has their kind of their own person and then you're going to get different magic points battle points and such you're also going to be unlocking keys to unlock different treasure chests you're also going to be getting some allies that'll help you score or help you battle a little bit more really cool very, very chill game. It's they, they list that at 1.95 weight, uh, BG. I think it's even lighter than that, but a really cool game. Uh, this one you might be able to find out there. I'm not sure where, but if you do, this is a really cool kind of, uh, very novice or very family weight game. Next up, I couldn't do any one of these lists without having a game from the Fleeples from Matt and Ben, uh, Matt, Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback. Uh, from Motor City Gameworks. This was put out by Eagle Griffin Games. Floating Market is kind of a Euro game. Uh, They call it a free dice game of dice fruit. So this was kind of a game that they kind of, again, a Euro game. But this is one of the first games that really kind of leaned into what we call, what we affectionately call the Dork Dice. Using D4s, D8s, D12s on top of your normal D6s. Really just just a solid game. Uh, But it's a lot of fun. It kind of went under, again, went under the radar a little bit there as well. Uh, So I think this one is one that I think people will enjoy. Next up, I want to talk about a a quick dice game called CV. Now, this one came out in, where is that there? Oh, 2013. So it's actually been out for about 10 years. This is another one-hour wonder where it's just a dice game of, basically, it's the dice version of the game of life. This was put out by Grana and Gigamic, uh, and the designer was uh, Philippe Blinsky. Very light game, and a lot of games have kind of tried to uh, and especially in recent years, kind of copied this kind of thing. But a lot of times in card games, another game that's like this in a way is The Pursuit of Happiness. But it's more of a board game of, you know, a Euro game of what we call the game of life. You know, the old game that, we, you know, mass market game of the game of life. But CV, really cool game with using it in dice, very chill. And it's just fun to roll the dice, Yahtzee style, get the symbols you want. And then you're drafting different things that you're getting into uh, you know, to, to fill up your CV, so to speak, your, uh, your curriculum vitae. So you can just basically, it's your life and what you've gone through, what you've worked, what you've done in your, in spare time, what your family, it's just a really fun game. That's uh CV. And the last one that I'm going to talk about here, which is a more of a much, much heavier game. This is Mistfall. This came in 2015. Uh, this is by NSKN games. Uh, It's just it's kind of a heavy, heavy game. This is one of four players. It's this is probably better solo. It's it's kind of it almost feels like it would have been put out by Fantasy Flight because there's cards upon cards upon cards. You're basically just kind of putting out different uh, locations that you're going to go to. And you have, everybody has their own character, you know, medieval fantasy character. And then you're going to have a, a stack of cards with your abilities and things that you can do. And then you're going to go out and try and explore the land and you know, different side quests and stuff like that. It's uh, It's got a really cool storytelling aspect to it as you're playing, which is probably why it's a little bit better kind of as a solo game. But uh, again, it's... It, it, you can play it, I mean, you can play cooperative or you can play it uh, two-handedly as a co-op solo. It's just really cool, but it is just pretty heavy and there's a lot of crap going on in this game, but I do think it's a really fun game because it really has that cool storytelling element without being a sprawling large uh, you know, dungeon crawl, but it does have that feel. I say without that sprawling because there are, even though there are a absolute ton of cards and such that are in this game, but it's a it's a solid one. So check that one out. That's called Mistfall. So actually, now we want to finally get into my top five, and like most of my top fives, uh, which you have an unusual theme to it, of course. You really could order any of these in any way you want because they all fit and they're all great. So it's more like a top five, not even top five, just five great games you've never heard of. So I'm going to start off with the lightest game on this list. Uh, this is called This Game Goes to 11. This is by game right. Uh, And there's a lot of these type of very light GameRight type games. It's very chill. And you can definitely find this one for a little under 15 bucks. Just a kind of a, a card chucker, push your luck game. Everybody is trying to get rid of their cards in their hand and you're trying and, you know, and the cards will add up in front of them. There'll be numbers on cards and you're trying to get the numbers to get to 11. That's why it says this game goes to 11. And obviously it has that, uh, you know, has that theme, that that rock and roll theme to it. So you're going to be playing these cards. And once you get it to 11, if you're the one that puts it to 11, then you push the pile of cards to somebody else. And it's the first person that gets rid of their cards. There are cards that I believe that have zero on it. There are cards that are 11 that will absolutely automatically just uh put the you know put the stack to 11 and then you can uh also there's uh there's always kind of a, a shish card that after you play the 11 if you play the shish card right after that you can kind of reverse it back on them and give them the cards really cool very lightweight chill game plays 15 to 30 minutes just a really fun little game there and that is this game goes to 11 this next one a little bit larger game this one came out, uh, again, about 10 years ago, a little more than 10 years, came out in 2012. One of the first, I like to credit this as one of the really cool first when Kickstarter was just kind of coming out for board games. This is Viva Java, the coffee game. This was put out by Dice Hate Me Games and TC Petty Third. This is a game that goes up to three to eight players, and it's really cool because it's one of the few eight-player games that really plays pretty quick and plays in the same amount of time, plays in 90 minutes, whether you play it with six people or eight people really cool game. You, you work for the Viva Java coffee company, and you're trying to go out there and get the best type, you know, you brew the best type of coffee. You're trying to get the best beans out there and get the best, uh, in best, uh, uh, sorry, recipes and beans. So what you're doing is you're either going to decide to kind of do, uh, get up your research track, or you're going to go out there and get some beans. Now, when you do certain things, you're going to have to cooperate with other people. So you're going to have to figure out who's going to contribute beans to it. You'll have a bag that will have almost like, you know, the original bag building, kind of how they have dice, you know, bag building now and deck building. This was a bag building game with different color beans, which have different rarities. And you're pulling beans out of the bag, trying to get, basically it's based on poker hands that you're going to be putting in these recipes. So you can... Uh, You know, you know how many beans are in your bag and what uh, flavors and what uh, rarity you have. And you and other people that you're working with, you can decide how many beans you want to put in there and you're trying to get the best poker hands. And then everything kind of gets ranked on this order and you're going to get points based on that as well. Really fun, really cool. And it's an awesome theme for a game, you know, uh, working for a coffee company and making big coffee. Uh, and it does not come in a coffee can. But unfortunately, it does not come in a coffee can. But a great game. Viva Java, the coffee game. It's also Viva Java, the dice game, which was one of the first Roland uh before they even kind of talked about, you know, even made that theme of, you know, made that kind of class of games called Roland Rights. It was one of the first ones that you can find there. So number three, we're going to go into... Kind of more than Dungeon Crawlers because that's what I love the most in the world. Here's a few Dungeon Crawlers. Actually, I'm going to mention three of them here. But there's one main one that I wanted to talk about. This is called the Undercity and Iron Sing- Iron Kingdoms Adventure Board Game. And this is kind of based on different themes from uh, Privateer Press and a different, uh, you know, there are. I'm sure the Iron Kingdoms is a, is a setting and all these characters that you can play as. Are probably all big characters in this setting. This is a dungeon crawl game where you play. I think seven or eight campaigns that come in this box. There's a ton of miniatures in the box. It's a great game, co-op game, two to four players. Uh, each one of these sessions, obviously, an hour to two hours. Um, you, you have four different uh, people that you can play as, and it's one of the first games right around that kind of that that Gloomhaven time period. It might even come out like a little bit beforehand, but it was kind of like that predecessor to the Gloomhaven type where you're playing these dungeon crawlers that didn't really need a DM to play with them. Uh, you're playing the four heroes, Milo Boggs, which is an alchemist, Candace Gromley, the gun mage, Gardeck Stonebrew, a tol- uh, Trollkin warrior, and Pog, who's a gobber mechanic and also controls a light warjack named Doorstop. Really cool because you're kind of, uh, like most dungeon crawlers, you're, you're leveling up through each part of the campaign. You're unlocking other abilities. It's, it's a ton of fun and really one of those kind ahead of ahead-of-its-time kind of dungeon crawlers. Along those same lines, uh, I'll mention... This wasn't uh, ahead of its time, but this is probably one that you've probably heard more of. Sword and Sorcery is another great kind of dungeon crawl that has uh, a lot of different branching paths that you can do with your characters, and there's a lot of uh, different characters you can actually build with uh, expansions, and a bunch of different expansions for other storylines, so probably everybody's heard of that particular one. I don't know if the one that I wanted to mention from Quixotic Games and Andrew Parks. Andrew Parks really solid dude and a great designer. This is called Dungeon Alliance. This has come in 2018. There's a lot of different stories. This is pretty cool because you can play it solo, co-op, competitive. You're kind of going into the dungeon and using, uh you know, depending on who you drafted as kind of your party, you've got different cards. Again, you've got a deck building mechanic to it. And you're just kind of exploring the dungeon. And you may not even encounter the other people that uh you know, that you're playing against in the dungeon but really cool dungeon crawler has a different kind of way of doing things so i, I kind of like uh it's not just straightforward dungeon crawl it's kind of hard to explain just kind of the way the card you know the way the the monsters come out but it is a really fun one it's a really cool app that you can use to play with uh when you play with it solo dungeon alliance uh, companion i believe it's called da companion really cool game to, to use uh those three are kind of in that number three for for this list my number two would be a little bit higher, but it really. It would be the number one. I've kind of been, uh, again, you can put any of these anywhere, but this is a really great game from back in 2014. Uh, you really need three or four players. There's two-player rules, uh, but you probably really need three or four players. This is Princes of the Dragon Throne. Now, this was uh, from Clever Mojo Games, but it also was put out by Game Salute when they after they did the uh, Kickstarter for it. It never really got the love it needed because kind of uh, there's a lot of miniatures in this game. There's a lot of cards and a lot of stuff. And it was kind of pricey to put out. And it was a really cool upgrade pack. They were trying to do something when they originally put it out. And of course, nowadays GameSloot doesn't have the greatest reputation of things. So that's probably also what kept it from, from being as good as it could have been. Uh, But this is a really fun game. They they tried to do again, a a kind of an upgrade pack where you can get a lot of different uh, meeples for it and these different wooden pieces. Uh, And also had kind of a plastic piece or, or a kind of a regular version and kind of a really upgraded version. But this is again, it's deck building elements with area control, and it's area control upon area control upon area control. And what you're trying to do, and you're trying to ascend to the Dragon Throne. Now, there will be a couple of different uh, phases or, or larger years of the game where you're going to try to get people into the council. And by doing that uh, and having control of the council, you'll get different favors with the king. You're going to get different uh, abilities that you're going to unlock. And each part of the board, you're also having little areas of area control. And then there's areas within these areas of area control. I know I've said area control a lot. But once you you know this game, you'll know that there is area control on steroids because it's everywhere. And using the what's really cool here is that the randomized setup of each one of these areas has cards that you can add, whether it be dragons or princes, uh, merchants. You've got all these different people that you can add to your regular deck that you're using and you're trying to cull the basic cards you deck, but they all give you different various abilities and help you produce or or make more resources that you will use to either put people out on a board or help you to get into the council. It's awesome. It's really fun. Uh, again, this is a game that really, I'd love to see somebody make a reprint, uh, especially things, things might be a little bit cheaper now to make things a little easier. Who knows? Maybe even get the miniatures, uh, treatment. Uh, but it's a great game. Again, if you like deck building and you like area control, it's absolutely amazing. Princess of the Dragon Throne by Fred McKenzie. Uh, I don't even know who will be publishing it now, but you might be able to find a Kickstarter copy out there, uh, that somebody maybe has never played before, but you can probably do that. So my number one game, again, or another game of this, my number one game that is you probably never heard of that I absolutely love is a game called Fallen. This game came out in 2014 from Watchtower, Watchtower Games from Tom W. Green the Third and Stephen Smith. Boy, this is really cool. So this takes, I, I love story-based games. I love dungeon crawls. And this does a little bit opposite of what that Under Kingdoms, uh, the Undercity game does. Uh, the Iron Kingdoms game, because this is one-on-one with a dungeon master and a player. And what you're doing is you're just playing the whole dungeon. And when you have these battles, win or lose, you're advancing to the next stage and that uh, unlocks different, uh, more abilities for you uh, or, or other things you can do and even... uh if you lose a battle, you're still going on. It's just different things that different parts of the story that you are, are unlocking or talking about. And the Dungeon Master will also have its own set of rules that they have to abide by to be able to get certain monsters to throw at you and th- certain abilities to use for those monsters. And it plays over a series of encounters and it's just constantly, it has that crescendo. And it only, again, only plays in about 90 minutes, two hours max. I love this game. It's really fun because it's really cool. It has that, again, the adventure. Element to it, and just one sitting, and you're going to get to the end of the adventure, and depending on you know how you do, whether win or lose, different things, you'll have different parts of the story that'll unfold, and there's always an ending to the story. It's really cool. Uh, I really highly recommend this one. You probably could uh, find this one. There's different uh, uh adventure packs as well that they had for expansions. I don't know if they've put out any others from this system. I'm not sure uh, what else Watchtower games has put out. But really fun game. This is Fallen again from 2014. Really cool. It says weight of 3.07. I think it's a bit lighter than that. I think maybe uh, around that time when a lot of games weren't doing these sort of things, it might have felt a little bit heavier, but it's kind of a light to a medium weight game. Uh, And again, you only need one person to really know what they're doing as far as running the game. And then it makes it a little lighter for the uh, other person playing it. So here's my games again, my top five games you've never heard of that are actually awesome. This game goes to 11. Viva Java, the coffee game. The Undercity, and Iron Kingdom adventure board game. I'm sorry, an Iron Kingdom adventure board game. Princes of the Dragon Throne and Fallen. Thanks for joining me this week in Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you have any questions or you want to tell me what games you love that you think anyone knows about anymore or these under the radar games. I always love to find those hidden gems myself and always love hearing about them. So I'd love to hear what you have to say in any games you have recommendations. Please feel free to comment on this episode on Majorspoilers.com or go to the site. Tons of other great games and podcasts. I'm sorry, other podcasts and content by Steve and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. And of course you can go to the Discord channel and chat us up there. That's always a ton of fun. I'm Dan Dan, the board game man you can find me at GeekJockDan on Twitter or on the Geek All Stars podcast, the Munchkin Land Podcast here on Major Spoilers where I give a twice A month 10 15 minute board game news show, and of course, as a contributor to TMS, where I do a board game segment with Scott and Brian. I'll be back soon with more board game top five goodness, but until then, grab a new board game and have some fun with family and friends.
1: This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.